Hi, everyone. Uh, Pastor Rich here. I am recording this uh, sermon on Saturday, uh, March 20th. We'll be showing it on uh, Sunday. Uh, please note that next week we will live stream a service, but for now, uh, we're just doing a recorded copy. So hopefully you've enjoyed some worship and uh, some announcements. And now we're going to start a new series. Um, I know uh, during this time, with everything going on, everybody's very much understandably stressed out. Uh, that, um, you know, we should be preaching about those things or talking about those things. And I do think um, what I had prepared has something to do with that. But before we get into that, we just remind you all that we, we miss you all. And there's ways of staying connected, as uh, you may have heard in different places. Uh, if you're not following us on YouTube, now is the time to go to YouTube. Search Transformation Church Montreal. Make sure you search Montreal. And uh, you can subscribe to us there. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram. And, of course, you can always call or text us or, hey, you know, snail mail, if that's the way things uh, are. But uh, I want to say hi to everybody and also just talk about sort of what's going on. You know, I read a great quote yesterday on Instagram from a man named John Acuff. He's a good Christian writer, and he wrote this. He wrote, there's a difference between being informed and being obsessed. And so if all the news and everything going on about this is fueling your fear, it's time to take a break. He said something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but I, I agree with him very much. And so maybe some of us need to take a break sometimes uh, from all of this news. Not that you shouldn't be informed, not that you shouldn't learn what's going on. That's very important. But remember uh, that sometimes it's important to take a break. Okay, so some months ago in January, I started a, a series called Fresh Start, and we went through that, and we just ended it right before sort of everything happened. But months before, in 2019, I planned a new series uh, called The Jesus People. And so um, I prepared uh, to do a series on praying people, uh, people on a mission, a covenant people, a Pentecostal people, all starting with the idea that we are Jesus people. And so I don't want to shy away from that. I think I'm going to speak about that this morning, and we'll see where this takes us in, in the coming weeks and months, depending on what happens. But everything can be really summed up with the idea that we are Jesus people. You know, we are Christians. Of course, the name is right there in the title, Christians, uh, people who follow Christ uh, the Messiah, uh, people who are Christ-like or Christians really means Christ followers. Um, you know, um, many of you know that when Christians were first around and uh, people would call them followers of the way, you know, people of the way. And so uh, that's who we are. That's what we are. We're Christians. And maybe you're not a Christian here, but you're hearing what I'm saying and you've always wondered about that. Well, that's what it means and that's where it comes from. And um, so let me ask first, you know, given everything that's going on, what does it mean to be a Jesus follower or Jesus people in our present circumstances? I mean, normally I'd be at the church preaching and many of you would be there and we'd all be shaking hands and hugging and things like normal, but we can't do that right now. So what does it mean to be Jesus people? And uh, I want to start by suggesting that actually it means exactly the same thing it did on March 1st when none of this was uh, going on, uh, because ultimately being Jesus people is all about Jesus. The Bible tells us that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so our circumstances can change. Our circumstances can be good. They can be bad. They can be neutral. But Jesus doesn't change. And so being a follower of him uh, stands the same. And so maybe, uh, though, given everything that's going on with all the stress and all the factors and the sitting around for a lot of us, maybe we're just more attuned to hear about that right now. Uh, so let's see. You know, I've noticed today, uh, these days, online especially, that with everything going on, there's a quote from A.W. Tozer going around. A lot of people are sharing this, and it says this, Worshippers never leave church, 
We carry our sanctuary with us wherever we go. It's a great quote. It sounds very good, and it has a lot of deep meaning. Uh, but it's simply, I say yes to that because the church building may be closed. Churches all over the world are closed temporarily, of course. But the church is still open because we are the church. And it's at work as much as it ever has been. Maybe in a different way. Maybe it looks different, sounds different, smells different. But the church is still open. And we are the church. Who are the church? Jesus people. All right, so if you're wondering, you know, oh no, we don't have church. Hang on, we do. It looks different, feels different, but we have the church because we are the church. And Jesus people, the church, has a role to play in the world today. And I want to encourage us all to be who Jesus would be and who Jesus is and how he would act in these times. And so, um, you know, a lot, it's interesting. This week, I had before everything shut down, I had started a Bible study with some of the guys on Version Bible app about anxiety, uh, believe it or not. And so we've been reading through it this week. It just came to an end today. And the main scripture portion that's been uh, fed to us every day and we've read every day is Philippians 4, uh, verses 4 to 8. So if you're not familiar with that, you can go look it up. Um, and if not, I'm going to read it for you right now. And this is what it says. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I encourage you to go back, kind of like read that scripture, kind of take it in, look at it word for word. We're going to break it down a little bit. It's a very encouraging scripture, especially in these times, but in all times. It, it applies, and this is important to look at. And so this Scripture is telling us what it's like to be Jesus people. So what do Jesus people do? What do Jesus people act like? So let's look at, let's break it down a little bit and look at that. So Jesus people, number one, we rejoice. And so um, it's important now, read it again. It says rejoice in the Lord. Okay, so we rejoice in the Lord, not because of our circumstances, not because of who we are, but we rejoice in him because of who he is, what he's done, what he can do. Okay, so the idea of rejoice, when you hear rejoice, you think, woo, you think, yay, you think celebration, and that's good, but it's it's deeper than that. It means more than just rejoice. It means to be glad or to take delight in the Lord. And it's maybe a concept that's hard to understand. Uh, if you're a parent out there, uh, maybe you know, like when you take delight in your kids, like your kids are doing something that maybe you've never done, or you know, you're watching them succeed or whatever, and you're taking delight. You're like, in, that's a very small way of looking at it, or um, just a sort of picture for us to understand. But when you're taking delight in the Lord, you're saying, Oh, I'm rejoicing. I'm happy and confident and calm and all these other things because of who God is, what he's done. And so you're not rejoicing because, oh, my circumstances are good. That's all right. But you're rejoicing in the Lord. So you're rejoicing in his goodness, his kindness, his love, whatever it is. And, um, you know, you can just maybe put that into practice even today. I know many of you, uh, maybe you're kind of stuck at home and you don't have much to do. You know, one of the things you could do is start making some list. I'm a big list guy. You could do list of what you're rejoicing in. You know, God's goodness, God's kindness, God's provision, whatever it is. 
And so it's important to rejoice. And I would add this, you know, um, I'm not sure it's possible, but I don't often hear silent rejoicing. You know what I'm saying? Like rejoicing tends to have some sort of volume to it. So you can say it out loud, you can sing it, you can do whatever, play some music in your house, but rejoice in who God is and let the world know it. Amen. Okay. So one, Jesus people rejoice. Two, Jesus people are gentle. And two, Jesus people are gentle. Now, this one's uh, interesting, uh, but if you read it right there, it actually tells us right here. Let your gentleness be evident to all. And so this is actually the only one where we're explicitly told, let it be evident or let it be known, let it be shown. And so, uh, man, this is, means that's something that we have to take action on. Uh, it could be a kind word, a kind gesture. And right now, in the situation everybody's facing, these opportunities are absolutely everywhere. So let's be looking out for those opportunities uh, this week, uh, this month. Who knows how long this is going to last? But let's be trying out there, trying to get out there and show gentleness. Now, it's important that we understand the word gentleness. So um, a harsh word, uh, a pushy word, especially today, uh, maybe example something as simple as going to the supermarket where everybody's a little bit stressed, everybody's looking for toilet paper, right? Um, that we uh, are gentle. And this is going to be a real difference maker in uh, the world today, not just during this crisis, but beyond. Okay, so fitting right into that, tied right to that, it actually says, do not be anxious about anything. Or another way of saying that is Jesus people are calm. Okay, we're not calm because we're so together and have everything figured out, but it is important, but we're calm because Jesus gives us peace, right? So Jesus is peace. Uh, this is peace that doesn't come from this world. We all know here it says peace surpasses all understanding. We know that Jesus tells us, he gives us a peace not like the world gives, which is, you know, a good peace, but it's not the best peace. Jesus gives us a peace that's beyond all that. And it, Listen, it's completely understandable, completely normal right now to feel anxiety and to feel some fear. And when you feel those things popping up, when you feel those things welling up within you, then you ask, hey, God, I need the peace of God. I need that peace that surpasses, goes beyond all understanding. I need that peace that's supernatural. I need that peace that not like the world gives, but Jesus peace. Because Jesus people get Jesus peace. That's a promise to you and to me. So if you're feeling like that right now, take that promise. Take that peace right now. Take that calm. So Jesus, people, now we're three. Rejoice, number one. Gentle, two. Our calm, three. And four, and definitely not fourth in importance, but Jesus, people, pray. And it says here again, but in every situation, by prayer and petition. Okay, so petitions asking for. So in every situation. Now, I know a lot of people have been driven to prayer because of what's going on right now. Even people maybe who aren't so sure what they believe, maybe even aren't so sure if they're committed, but that doesn't matter. Good. More people praying is a good thing. Nothing wrong with that. But Jesus people pray all the time. This is the unseen foundation of this or any issue, really. And I know Many of you are already praying already for everything. Let's continue to pray. And now is the time for more prayer. I'm thinking in the videos I do this coming week, we'll do even more of that. More prayer, more maybe prayer fasting, more time for prayer, maybe some group prayer, whatever it is. Now is the time. Okay, let's pray as a church and as Christians everywhere for our governments. 
right? Uh, we're supposed to do that anyway, but now more than ever, they need support, stressed out, under an enormous amount of pressure. Let's not criticize right now. Let's not pour it on, but let's pray for them. Pray for our healthcare system, one that it holds up for all the healthcare workers. Pray for their strength, for their safety, for all those things. Pray for your family, other people's families, the church family. There's so many things to pray for. Again, remember I talked about lists, listing all the things you're going to rejoice for. Also, why don't you list all the things you're praying for now? Write them all down. It helps you remember. And it just when God comes through, you're able to say, ah, look at what God did there. Look at what God did there. So for Jesus, people pray. Uh, finally, not finally, excuse me. Next, fifth, Jesus, people are thankful. We show gratitude. So we are praying and worshiping to a God that is able to do far beyond whatever we could hope or imagine, right? So let's be thankful. Remember, I talked about lists again. This is the time to write some list, what you're thankful for. You know, simple things. Um, you know, we're in a, a difficult situation as a people, but think about all times, all the things we can be thankful for. You know, thankful that yeah, you got food on your table. Thankful maybe uh, that you got air to breathe. Thankful that you're safe. Thankful, whatever it may be, be thankful in all situations always giving thanks because we have a god that's able to do what we can, beyond what we can hope and imagine so remember to just jesus people are thankful that's not just even towards god that's this way as well not just up but back and forth between us as people thankful to each other thankful for what the government's doing thankful for what the city's doing thankful for what the store is doing whatever a heart a thankfulness and you know how someone knows if you're thankful you tell them, you know, so again, it's another one of these things where it's got to be vocalized, right? You know, someone gives you something, you go, you may be thankful, but, you know, until you say, hey, thank you, you know, they don't know that. So in the same way, whether it's towards God or towards others, vo vocalize, verbalize that thankfulness. It's really hard to be grumpy and to be downcast when you're thankful, right? And so if you're living in a heart of thankfulness and you're being like that, it's very hard uh, to find yourself in a place where you're like, oh, I'm really not feeling good about things, right? So it's an important thing. It's not fake thankfulness. It's a true thankfulness, and it just continues to bubble up in you. Thankfully, another part I want to talk about is, you know how this verse says that God will guard your hearts? That's a very important thing right now. Remember, I often tell you this. In the Bible, when it says heart, it's talking really about your emotions, the seed of your emotions and how you feel. And so God will guard that. And right now, when a lot of us are feeling stress and feeling fear, maybe, it's important that we let God, the peace of God that we've already talked about, guard our hearts because thing is coming for us, you know. Um, we uh, live in that era of fear and misinformation, right? Fake news and anybody who knows anything online, you see all this stuff about whether it's COVID-19 or anything, you know. Uh, and unfortunately, that fear can even come from even sectors of the church, right? Preachers who are trying to tie this into the book of Revelation and judgments and who's who's to blame and so on. This this And, and, it, and it can arise fear and anxiety. This is not uh, the work of God. Okay, certainly uh, it's not something that God would have us to do. He's guarding our hearts and he's going to keep our emotions stable and in a place where uh, he, we can feel and know the peace of God. Okay, and so that was a sort of sidetrack for a second. But finally, the people of God, Jesus people, okay, the sixth one, they are focused. All right, let's read again. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, all these things sound good, right? They're all good things. If anything's excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. Okay, so Jesus people focus on things that matter. 
okay, this speaks again to the same thing, like I talked about, living in the era of fake news and misinformation and so on, and even worse related to this current crisis. Uh, this isn't saying, we be very careful, this isn't saying don't watch the news and don't learn. I'm definitely not saying that. We definitely need to do trusted you know, sources and so on. Uh, but it's focusing on truth and goodness, not looking for the salacious or the wow or whatever. You know, it's something that's interesting. I was thinking about and I was sharing with a few people during this week. Have you noticed how all of a sudden in like a week of everybody staying home, no one cares really what celebrities are doing anymore. No one cares about the fact that there's no hockey or basketball or whatever. Maybe some people do, but I mean, generally, it's just not out there in the news. And it's like our lives are still going on like we never needed it, Right. Maybe, maybe, just maybe this will change the way we approach things. I mean, I'm sure once this all returns to normal, and it will in one way or another, these things will come back. But the amount of importance we put into it, now you look back and go, what were we doing? Like, why did we even, why was it so important? Why did we talk about this all the time? You know, I was saying, you know, oh, what dress did so-and-so wear to whatever ceremony or uh, oh, what team is this guy going to go play for? Uh, you know, okay, it's interesting, but really... It doesn't matter, right? And so um, in the same way, Jesus' people are to be focused on what matters and what things matter. It's right there. It's a, help, it's a helpful list, right? It's truth, nobility, things that are right, purity, loveliness, admirable stuff, excellent things, praiseworthy things, you know? And, you know, even right now, you could say, hey, there's a lot of doctors, for example, that some of them doing great work. That's praiseworthy. That's excellent. You know, and being thankful and focused and listen to what those things are going on. Not, uh, oh, you know, some guy on the internet who says he knows a guy who has a cousin who works at a hospital who said that this is happening. You know, these, that's what I'm talking about. So Jesus people are focused on the things that matter, on the good things. And so we don't get, as the Bible says, tossed to and fro. What that means is like tossed back and forth between every idea that's out there. We're focused. Okay. All right, so friends, what I think the Lord is saying to us right now is he's speaking it's the same thing, okay? In every circumstance, we are to be rejoicing. We are to be gentle. We are to be calm, all right? We are to be prayerful, and we are to be thankful. And then finally, we are to be focused, okay? So six things you can think about and pray about in the coming week. Because when we act like this, when we live like this, we are showing our family our neighbors, whoever we can come in contact with, even by the way we behave and act online, right? We are showing them Jesus because Jesus' people should reflect Jesus, not our own agendas, not our own ideas, but the way Jesus is and the way Jesus lives and the way Jesus speaks to us and the way he makes us feel, right? So if he, if he makes me feel loved and calm and peaceful, then I want to share that, right? And that's how I should be living, all right? And in fact, Again, as I've said in church a couple times, this is how the church grew early, right? The church in times of crisis, especially the plague, which is far worse than what we're facing now, but they would help people and they would, instead of running away, uh, they would go and get involved. And then many people would come to know Jesus Christ through their testimony, through their ministry. Okay, so in that way, we can reflect that. Okay, uh, we might say, well, I mean, oh, there's so much going on. You know, how do I do that? You know, uh, how, how, how do I do that? It's good news. You, you can't do it alone. You can't even do it together. We can't help each other. But the Bible tells us this, right? In 2 Timothy 1, 7, it says, For the Spirit of God does not give us, uh, the Spirit of God that God gave us does not make us timid. Okay? It gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Okay, so I want to break that down a little bit. So the God, Holy Spirit, when you believe in Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit comes to live within you and gives you, okay, power, 
All right. So that's power is ability. It makes you able to do it. Okay. Love. Why is that so important, right? Because power without love is just empty and can come across harsh. And usually power, you know, they say power corrupts, right? So we, we can misuse that. But power coupled with love is, that means we, we, we administer, we use that power in the right way, the right people in the right times and the right amounts. And that gives us our capacity. Okay, so power gives us the ability. Love gives us our, capa our capacity. And then finally, self-discipline allows us to persevere because this isn't going to go away. This isn't something that just stops, right? And we keep on talking about this COVID crisis, but, you know, when this returns back to normal or somewhat normal life, life will, will, will go on and we'll still need power, love, and self-discipline. We'll still need the fruits of the Holy Spirit. We'll still need God to help us. Life goes on. And so remember, you're saying, ah, I don't know if I can, uh, even with our family family helping us, even with our church helping us, even with all our planning, they're all great, okay, but we can still fizzle out. So we need the Spirit of God that gives us power, ability, love, capacity, and finally self-discipline, the ability to persevere, to last, to make it through that day-to-day, -day, what can sometimes feel like a grind, but with God, he takes that grind and he makes it into something great, okay? And so friends, I encourage you today and beyond, let's be Jesus people, okay? Um, if you're listening, and you're not sure what it means to be a Jesus person, to be a Christian, then I encourage you to pray to God. Uh, reach out to us if you want. You can send us a message. You can email. You can text or You can Facebook, Instagram, whatever way you can get a hold of us. But I promise you this too. If you just reach out to God right now, wherever you're at, you're at home, you're sitting around, and you say, God, I'm not too sure what this guy was talking about, but I, I, I would like to understand who you are. I promise you, your life will never be the same, and God will answer you and speak to you. And for all of you who are already Jesus people, already Christians, already following, already part of the church, whatever it may be, let's just stand on these promises in this time and in the future. Okay? Now look at the scriptures we have today. Go through them again and kind of just internalize them, pray them into your life. Okay? And so before we close, I want to just uh, take some time to pray for some people. I also want to ask if you do have prayer needs, please reach out to people you know. Reach out to us uh, on social media, whatever it may be, whatever tool you can to let us know your prayer needs. We are praying for people regularly. We're gonna we're posting up prayer requests. We're gonna keep on praying, okay? And I, I want to just make sure that you understand that we're here for you uh, during this time and every time after. All right. So uh, I'm gonna pray, and then I'm gonna read a scripture, and then we'll wrap up. Just want to pray right now, and Jesus. We just thank you so much, Lord, that we are Jesus people. There's there's no better people to be. So, Lord, in Jesus' name, we pray right now for everybody that's out there, Lord. We are living through a tough time as a society. Um, maybe we don't know uh, always what the right thing to do is or what direction to go, but we know that you know, Lord, and that you have your hand on us and that you care about us. So help us to be a people, Lord, that are out there. Lord, that are rejoicing, uh, Lord, that are gentle, Lord, that are calm, Lord, that are prayerful and thankful, Lord, and help us to be focused on the things that matters. I pray for people out there, Lord, we lift up our governments. We pray you give them wisdom, Lord, give them direction in our healthcare system as well. Lord, we pray for a cure, Lord, we pray for a plan, Lord, and we pray, Lord, uh, for a return to normalcy so that the people, Lord, uh, will rejoice, Lord. We pray that all of this in the end of the day will be somehow, Lord, a tool to give you glory. So we lift up anybody in our church that's not feeling well, anybody who's feeling anxiety or fear, Lord, we lift them in Jesus' name. We pray you give them peace, Lord, we pray you touch them right now. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to finish with this. I want to encourage you with this scripture. Okay, as you go about your Sunday, we'll be in touch. We'll be posting videos every day in one way or another. And I'm going to finish with this. Ready? In Ephesians 3, 
verses 20 to 21, it says this, Now to him who is able, that's Jesus, to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. I hope to hear from you soon. Uh, God bless you and have a great week. Bye.